Been good to be here this morning, ain't it? Amen. You know it ain't over yet. Amen. You need a mic? I'd like to. I'm going to explain this thing for a little bit. Okay. That way I don't yell. <laughs> there you go. Can you see me and hear me? All right. When Jesus is walking on the water, the early church in the boat, they said, ah, it's a ghost. He was doing something supernatural and they didn't recognize it, and they called that which was good bad. He entered in the upper room, and they said, ah, a ghost. He was getting ready to dish out the Holy Spirit like never before. He was walking on the water. This represents the Holy Ghost. What I'm telling you is when the Holy Ghost begins to move, a lot of times out of tradition, we don't recognize it. We say, ah, it's bad. Uh, where's this fellow? When you did what you did, invited it open, and you began to share in the, uh, how do I say this, in the authority of the church, and we began to bring down the high points of authority in the church and share that, that's when the Holy Ghost begins to move. When he sees humility, he moves. When he sees obedience, he moves. Right now, as of yesterday, we're celebrating the 400th anniversary of the sailing of the Mayflower. It is the number of the dispensation of a country. It is the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet, Tav. The number value of the Tav is 400. It's a picture of the cross. It means finality. It means final. We're standing today, the first day on Sunday, for the day of either blessing or cursing for America. On the ability that we have to move with the anointing of the Holy Spirit and to follow his lead and to see Jesus move, do we want to see him walking on the water? Do we want to join him in the move of the Holy Spirit? Or are we going to just sit and say, well, there's the middle wall that stands between the uniting of the Jew, Gentile, and indigenous people? When I blow this thing, the reason I'm blowing this is I want to bring that wall down. I want to see Baptist people, Methodist people, Pentecostal, all the disagreements that we have against churches in the community, I want to see that stuff done because the Holy Spirit will not and cannot move like we want him to if we don't tear that wall down. Amen. That wall of hurt and disagreement and theological understanding, the way I was taught in church, the way my daddy told me, that's trash. We've got to get rid of that. We've got to say what my Heavenly Father is teaching me today. Mm-hmm. That's better. It's a lot better. That's the reason I'm blowing that thing. Today, this thing represents cutting, breaking down strongholds surgically with a knife. It means to pierce, penetrate, or break into. Now, if you're being assailed by a bunch of bad guys and you hear a siren going off, that's good news to you. Really bad news to the bad guys because they know the guys that have the guns are fixing to come on them and shoot them. Or they better get out of there. That's what happens in the spirit when I blow this thing. And I want you to agree with me. I'm going to say this one more thing and I'll be done. Whether you will pray with me or not, just if two can touch a thing in agreement, it shall be done. It shall be done. Abortion is really bad if it is done in the wrong way. If it has to be done to save somebody's life, then so be it. But abortion, as Roe versus Wade, that we are liberated and we have this right, that's bad. Let's agree that it's bad. And let's pray that that thing is overturned. I blow this thing for that reason. Amen. I'm done.
Amen. All right. We can say it's been good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I, uh, we yesterday did have a, a wedding over here, and it was uh, a beautiful wedding. And uh, I was talking to a young man standing here in front of the altar yesterday after the wedding was done and, and uh, I used to work with his dad work with him for several years and uh, he was here and we were talking and uh, standing out here in front of the altar and we were just standing here talking and he looked at me, the young man and he looked at me and He said, Brother Ralph, he said, I feel the Spirit of the Lord with us here. It was so strong. Last night, I was sitting there and I began to read and search the Scriptures for where God would go with us this morning. And it seemed like I couldn't come up with anything. Just like my mind went blank. I closed the Bible and I laid back. And I began to think about the days past. I began to think about especially these last two weeks, the, my wife and I had that bad accident two weeks ago yesterday morning. And I got to think about what had really took place in these last two weeks. And I began to think about the church. And the more I thought about it, the more God revealed through the Holy Spirit what church is really about. I have always had it. We've always had it. But some way, somehow, sometimes we don't realize what we have. And I realized for the fullest of what kind of church that I was in. 
I knew it was a good church. I knew it was a sharing church. But I just realized to the fullness above everything else it is a loving church. And as I begin to think about the church and I begin to think about the love that we have been showed for the last two weeks. I've never eat as much and eat as good in my life. <laughs> Brother Joe come in over Wednesday night at Bible study. I was standing back there at the back to foyer as you go into the church over across the road and I believe Brother Joe come in there and I was talking to somebody and he looked at me and he said, Pastor, said, are you still wearing that bandage on your arm? I said, yeah. And I said, I'm going to wear it as long as the food keeps coming. <laughs> I said, now when the food stops coming, Brother Joe, then I'll take it off. Well, I took the bandage off, but it, uh, you know, <coughs> because the food stopped coming. I just kid about all that, but through it all, I have seen the love that dwells among these people right here today. I've not only seen it, Brother Larry, but I have felt it. And so after talking to the Lord a while, and uh, Johnny didn't use up all his 30 minutes, he's like about 10 minutes, so... If I can, I'll use his 10 minutes. Okay. And if I need be, would somebody give me their 10 minutes? Oh, yeah, that'll make 20, okay? okay? I believe I can get this done, Johnny, so that'll make 40 minutes sermon this morning. But thank you, brother, for minding the Lord. Over in the book of 1 Corinthians, I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I want to read some because sometimes still where I guess that airbag got me, I don't breathe too good. But as I thought about that last night and then I went to bed with it on my mind, I got up with it on my mind this morning and I got this, I began to read it. Stand with me as we honor God's Word this morning. In chapter 13, I'm going to back up there, just looking here, to chapter 12 and read verse 27 and tie it in with chapter 13. The Bible said in chapter 12, verse 27, Now he said, Now ye are the body of Christ. How many knew that? How many knew that you were the body of Christ? And you are members of in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondly, prophets, thirdly, teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversity of tongues. Are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. 
are all workers of miracle, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret. Paul said, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Bow your heads with before I get on into the message. Heavenly Father, we're so blessed here today and have been and many times we don't recognize it, Lord. Johnny, we, God, we know that we all fail. And we know, as John said, we all come up short sometimes, Lord. But we know that you are forgiving God. And as I think today, God, what Paul said, he said, I die daily. We all are human beings. And we all die out daily, die out to sin daily. We all fail and we all come up short. But we're so thankful that we have God, a forgiving God here today. We're so thankful that we are here this morning to share this gospel once again. Father, we just thank you for what's happened and what's about to happen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Now, I took a text over there out of verse 8 in chapter 13, where it said, Charity never. Listen to it. Charity never faileth. He said, all of these other things on down there and back over here, the church may be equipped with everything, every gift that there is to be given out. We may be equipped with head. God may have equipped us with head and he's equipped it with us for a reason. But he said on down there, he in, uh, on down in verse 8 there, where I'm going to read out here, it said, Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Um, whether there be knowledge, uh, it shall vanish away. Uh, for we know in part, uh, and we prophesy in part. Uh, but when that which is perfect, which is Christ, is come, uh, then that which is in part uh, shall be done away. Uh, verse 11, it said, When I... Uh, was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I, I put away a, a childish things. Um, for now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known." Verse 13, uh, we'll conclude this chapter. Uh, and now abideth three things, um, faith, hope, and charity. The Bible says these three, uh, but the greatest of these um, is charity. Amen. You might say this morning, uh, well, what is charity? Uh, how many knows what charity means? Uh, most of you do, uh, and all of you should uh, know what charity is. Uh, charity is love. Uh, now, what Paul was saying uh, to the church at Corinth, uh, he said you can have everything else. Uh, 
He said, you can give your body to be burnt, a sacrifice. Uh, uh, you can do this. Uh, uh, you can uh, uh, lay up store. You can feed the hunger. Uh, which all of these things are good uh, in their place. Uh, but the Bible says, uh, if we don't have charity, uh, amen, then we don't have anything. And that's what I have seen these two weeks, my wife and I. We have seen what charity really is. Charity is not something that you just say, Brother Mark, well, here, I love you. I'm going to give you $100. That don't mean anything when it comes down to God. That's just a gift that I love my brother that I want to give him. And all of these things are good. Giving is good. Uh, but the best thing uh, that we can give to anybody uh, is charity of love. Amen. Because the Bible says uh, that love uh, will cover a multitude uh, of sins. Uh, how many believe that this morning? Uh, I've just begun to realize uh, that I'm in the house uh, full of God's people. Amen. Uh, because... Uh, I was full of love this morning. I, I knew when I woke up this morning, I knew that this was going to be a good day, Connie. I knew yesterday when this young man stood here and felt the same feeling, just casually talking, and he said, Brother Ralph, I feel the Spirit of God right here, right now. He said, I believe that there's going to be a revival take place. I said, I believe uh, when we wake up, we're going to realize uh, that revival is already broke loose uh, in places where they will allow God into the house. See, we've got to open up. We've got to allow God in before we have a revival. We've got to sow these seed. And I see people uh, that's been sowing seed, Brother Larry, uh, when I think about sowing seed, uh, uh, you know, the Bible says uh, that God uh, has put the seed in our hand. Amen. He put the seed in our hand. Uh, he's given us the seed uh, of the Word of God. Uh, he has given us opportunity uh, during this pandemic time uh, that we're going through. Uh, he has given us opportunity, uh, amen, to get out uh, and invite people to come to God's house. Uh, I have seen uh, God move uh, in this church, uh, amen, uh, like I've never seen it move before. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that. Uh, you say, well, Brother Ralph, uh, the people we've lost half the crowd uh, has not come back yet. Uh, they're on their way. Uh, they're on their way. Uh, but we've had such a great opportunity. Uh, and if you've been here, uh, if you've been visiting us in the car out there, uh, watching us on Facebook, uh, you have got to feel uh, that something is in the air. Uh, instead of sitting back uh, and complaining about uh, how bad things are, uh, we need to take a look uh, around us uh, and see how good uh, things are uh, and how good they can be. Uh, because when we share uh, the love of Christ, Christ, uh, there is no greater gift. Uh, there is no greater movement uh, than the love of Jesus Christ this morning. No greater gift. 
I talked to this man back here the other day. Didn't recognize when he come in, but I talked to him uh, uh, here, and, and he told me uh, when I come in here, he said, well, I was going to talk to you, and we had us a good talk uh, uh, here the other week, and be honest with you, everything's been messed up, you know. And then when that young lady got up there and sang, uh, and my wife said, I believe I've seen them people somewhere, uh, and I believe we have. Uh, I just don't know where. We've been so many places. Uh, uh, but then when we, we look around about us, uh, and then uh, uh, when, when the service opened, uh, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit, John, took place. See, the Bible tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice over in the book of Samuel. Yeah, obedience is better than sacrifice. Now, you might sacrifice in your giving to God. You might sacrifice in this, and you may sacrifice in that. But when you share the love of Jesus Christ, we've got to think, we've got to first stop and think, before we can share the love with others, how much love was bestowed upon us in our life. And when Johnny began to speak this morning and join the Holy Ghost began to move in me, he began to move in me when I got out of the car and my wife started hobbling up through the parking lot. I just said, God, I know this is going to be a good day. And I just went over there and I just sat down there and I pulled my chair right up to the table Brother, and I begin to eat. I begin to eat. Oh, I've eaten good this week for some food that's been brought to me. I've wrote old chicken and barbecue and you name it, Larry, and I've had it. And the good part about it, they just didn't bring enough for supper, but they brought enough for dinner the next day. I'm telling you, I, I know what a king is lived like now. Hey, man. And I know what it's like to, to serve a king. I'm talking about King Jesus. I, but I'm just telling you this morning, uh, they've just been love just flowing through me and this week and, and my wife. I even got, uh, uh, got a text one day and said, uh, and it said, Brother Ralph said, people uh, wants to help you in Tati. Uh, I said, you are going to have to let us know uh, and quit being so stubborn or something. You're going to have to let us know when you need help. Uh, and that sort of offended me, you know. Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, it sounded like this woman was just getting on me, and I think she was. Uh, but it opened my eyes, and I just said, well, whatever, you know. And, and she just took over, and I'm telling you, things went to moving, and uh, things got to being done. I know that I, my wife, I'd have to, thought I was going to have to get me a mule and pull her up on the porch up the step. Uh, but here come, uh, here come uh, uh, Eric, and one that worked with him, they come backing up early the other morning in my yard and, uh, and, uh, and, and they started unloading and I just watched what was going on and man they went to work there and, uh, and got a ramp for her to get up so I don't have to get a jack now to pull her up on the step you know the porch I'm using her and then build a nice ramp for her and, I, and man I, she said this morning coming up she said boy this sure is nice amen love I'm talking about love I'm talking about godly love. I'm talking about churchy love. Brother Billy said one time, he said it a number of times, he said, I've never been to, been to a lot of churches, but I've never been to one like this one. As much love as there is here. We may be lacking in a lot of things, 
But this church is not liking in love. They're not liking in love, Brother Liar. A lot of these things failed. I failed. Our preachers failed. We all do, don't we, Brother Mark? But the love of Jesus Christ will never fail you. It will never fail you. Because charity never faileth. It will cover a multitude of sin. Love will show and bring in the lost and the dying out there. Love will change the lives when nothing else will change a life. Love will change a life. Everybody wants to be loved. Now there's a lot of people don't realize it, but everybody needs to be loved. Amen. Everybody needs to be loved. Where there's love at, uh, there's communion at. Where there's love at, uh, uh, there, 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 there is a spirit of God. Where there's love at, uh, uh, God ain't going to bless a mess. Amen. Uh, God's not going to bless a mess. He's not going to bless a church uh, if nobody, if this bunch can't get along with this bunch, and this bunch can't get along with this bunch, uh, and this bunch can't get along with nobody. Uh, amen. Uh, God's not going to bless that. Uh, but when we come into God's house, uh, and I've seen this over the years, uh, I've seen it over the years, uh, and I've seen it grow and grow and grow more and more and more uh, the love of Christ uh, and the forgiveness of others uh, that Christ shared with us uh, then we're supposed to share it with others. Amen. The Bible said if we forgive those uh, who trespass against us uh, our Heavenly Father uh, will forgive us. Uh, but if we uh, will not forgive those uh, who trespass against us then Heavenly Father uh, will not forgive us. Uh, I'm going to tell you friends uh, God has been on me hot and heavy for about two weeks. And his brother John done said, I don't know why that I didn't listen to God and mind the Holy Spirit. But it come down to something that I had to make that choice and I had to do it because God said to do it. Because I had to share forgiveness. I had to forgive before I could be set free. In my spirit. Amen. If we cannot forgive one another, you're giving you're giving the devil an opportunity to lock up your whole life. You're giving the devil an opportunity if you don't have a forgiving heart. You're giving the devil the opportunity to lock up all your peace. Amen. All your joy. I don't know about you, Brother Larry, but I ain't going to give the devil the key to lock me up in nothing. Amen. I'm going to do what the Bible says to do. I'm going to forgive as I want to be forgiven. Amen. And I feel that this church... 
even though some don't see it, uh, evidently, uh, even though the crowd is not full here of late since this started, uh, but I want to tell you what has grown more and more in this church uh, than anything else that I've seen, uh, and that is the love of the brethren and sisters in here. Has anybody felt it? Has anybody seen it? Let's give God a hand of praise in this morning. You can't enjoy something that God has given you when the devil, when you listen to the devil and let him take a key and lock you up. You remember old David over there in the Bible after he had committed adultery, murder, and everything else with Bathsheba. And David tried to cover up his sin. Anybody remember that? David tried to cover up his sin. He thought he had it covered up from everybody and everything. And he so much did have it all covered up. But he made a bad mistake by thinking that he could cover it up from God. And David lived a miserable life. You read it. You, tell, you read the story of it. David lived a miserable life until God told uh, an old prophet, said, you go down there and you tell David, so to speak. Uh, he thinks that he's got this head from God, uh, but I know where he's at and I know what he's done. And old Nathan the prophet went down there. And Nathan began to talk to him about these lambs and all. If man had one little lamb, the other had a bunch of lambs. And a traveler come by. And they, the one had a lot of lambs tucked. Didn't give him his lamb, but he gave him the one that just had one little lamb. And they went. And he took it and he slew it. And left him without airing. And David became angry. See, when you get sin covered up or you think you've got sin covered up uh, inside, it's eating you alive inside. Uh, and you need to recognize that. And many people will. Uh, and many people, instead of just coming clean uh, with God, uh, they will just keep adding on and adding on. Uh, the Bible said that it's like a cancer. Uh, it's going to eat you uh, and eat at you uh, until it destroys you. Uh, that's what it was doing to David. Uh, that's what it's doing uh, to a lot of people out here today. Uh, they've got up sin uh, uh, covered up. Uh, amen. Uh, and it's eating them alive. Uh, why? Because Tony... Uh, they won't repent of it. They won't come clean with God in it. And David said, who is that man? And I'll kill him. And he looked at David and he said, David, he said, thou art the man. You're the guilty party. And God has sent me to tell you of it. Sometimes God sends a preacher, a evangelist, he sends somebody by to wake us up and stir us spiritually, amen. And the Bible said, David, when the sin was confronted in the hymn, David began to pray. He began to pray. And he prayed, Lord, wash me and cleanse me. Make me white as snow. He said, Lord, 
Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Says he didn't say restore unto me my salvation. But David said restore unto me the joy of my salvation. You see, David had not really lost his salvation but he had lost the joy of his salvation. When we get sin in our life, Tony, Eddie, John, when we get sin in our life, we are not free from ourselves. We're not free when we get sin in our life. You see, we lose the joy of our salvation. I see people out there all the time, and I'm not judging by no means, that used to was on fire for God. And then there's, during this pandemic thing, or whatever you want to call it, COVID-19, during hit, I have seen them drift so far away from God. The devil has took this thing, and he has put a fear in people that all they can think about is the fear of this thing. And they have lost the joy of their salvation. Amen. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> there, I know it's been bad. I know it's still out there. But I also know that I'm not going to let it interfere with the joy of my salvation. Amen. I'm going to go and I'm going to preach this gospel and I'm going to share this gospel and I'm going to keep on keeping on, Brother Paul. Amen. I'm going to keep on praying that God will restore. And when God will, God is going to and He will restore to their salvation when they wake up one of these days and they get hungry enough. These people that's not been here, I've talked to a lot of them. They're still hungry. They're still wanting to come back to church. They're still aiming to come back to church. Well, let's keep encouraging one another. All right? Let's not get out and condemn one another for the way they believe. You know, none of us, none of us, as many people as I see sitting in here, they ain't a one. Looks exactly alike. You noticed it? You know there's not a one who is born? Looks exactly alike. Never do look exactly alike. People don't think exactly alike. People don't talk exactly alike. There's a brother speaking there a while ago and he came over something. I believe that there's going to be another round of this because the minor prophet said that in the last days the latter rain is going to be greater than the former. That rain he's talking about is going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. What he said, you think you've seen something the day of Pentecost. That was good. That was great. That was a form of rain of the outpouring of the coming of the Holy Spirit. That was wonderful when we read about it. We wasn't there that day to that. But I believe that the church is going to see the latter rain. And that is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. How many believe that this morning? Calling him sung a song when he's all together. Send down the rain, Lord, send it down.
I believe it's come down here this morning. And I believe it's going, I believe this is really the restarting of the rebuilding of this church. How many believe that this morning? Stand with me this morning. If you've not already been to this altar this morning, it's open right now. A special invitation from God. If you need to come and pray, come on. 